Hey, it's Tanika Bruce, also known as Coach Bruce or the Network Nurse. I'm a registered nurse, an author, a leader, a doctoral student, a wife, and a parent. Join me on this journey to discuss nurse X's and O's from nursing to networking. With my experiences, failures, and lessons learned in leadership, business, and sports, my hope is to positively impact your life by challenging you to chase after your goals with relentless pursuit. Let's aim to achieve success beyond your wildest dreams. Hey, hope everybody's been doing great out there. Welcome to yet another exciting episode. We've got a great topic lined up for you today, and we're going to discuss the ins and outs of how nurses can navigate into an irresistible business venture. And I'm going to share some of the best steps that go a long way in driving success for your business. So if you've been looking to go solo as a nursing practitioner or anything related, you're likely going to enjoy today's topic. So make sure you listen to the end. All right, so we're going to dive deep into 10 steps that are going to help you understand whether or not you want to go solo and if that's the right fit for you as a nurse practitioner or not. So first and foremost, you want to take the the first step, which is research the law. And different state laws govern nurse practitioners across various regions. So it's helpful to learn what type of practice entity your state allows before you even dive right in. For instance, you might want to know if NPs are required to have a supervising physician or some call it a collaborating physician. You may even need to research if you need to have an LLC, which is a limited liability company. Besides, be sure that you also contact that board of nursing for whatever state you intend to practice and pay close attention to uh, any relevant advisory letters. And most importantly, just look at the documents that clarify your roles as an NP, especially on hot topics like Botox injections. And then lastly, make sure you ensure that you review the Nurse Practice Act just pay close attention to the specific details because research, it's such an important aspect. You can't overlook it. And then secondly, it will be significant to you, a big help if you consider your cash flow. A lot of times when we go into starting our own practice and business, we forget this step. So you need to know whether or not in terms of starting your own practice, if you're going to accept Medicare or Medicaid, are you going to take those patients? Because if you are, then you have to contact your state Medicaid office to ensure you have a solid understanding of the state laws. For example, you should also know that uh, if you just take a look at it, HMOs and fee-for-service plans are a bit easier to handle. So those are things that you want to be well-versed in before you take on that role. Moreover, you also want to have a supplemental income in place. Well, why? Uh, Well, this is because in most cases that we just mentioned, people forget expenses. They're always likely to outweigh whatever income that you're going to have for at least six months to a year. And sometimes even more, depending on how you choose to go about your business. Maybe you can opt to work part-time elsewhere or work per diem while you're gradually easing into your practice. Okay, so let's talk about the next step. The next thing is to choose your niche. Now, it might surprise you that this is a crucial step in the 10 stages that we're discussing today, but settling on your niche where you feel you can deliver tremendous results is not just a necessity, but it's also gonna help you in receiving referrals from fellow physicians who feel less threatened by your NP practices. And 
Maybe you haven't heard of her, I'm not sure, but Martha Clay, nurse practitioner in Great Barrington, Massachusetts, she chose a niche in continence management for women. Interesting enough, she boasts one of the highest awards in nurse practitioner professions because, and, and I think I was looking at it, she had the Nurse Practitioner Award for Excellence. So next up is gonna be planning and protecting. As the adage goes, failing to plan is planning to fail. And you don't wanna be a victim of such. So develop a business plan and then ensure you protect yourself with malpractice insurance, such as a nurses services organization. There's many of them out there, so pick one. And then you wanna be official. So this goes without saying, because you have to ensure that we're constantly working within the professions and the provisions of the law. So you probably remember that we talked about researching the law in the first step. So in addition to that, you wanna check the city and check the county, look at the laws that govern the businesses and licensing of medical professionals, just like yourself, because you wanna comply with both the state and federal licensing laws and whatever certification requirements to ensure that you stay out of trouble with government. Now that might sound like a lot, but in the end, it's very important and critical to your success. The next step in line is checking up on just general logistics. Because as a nurse practitioner, you're likely gonna need office space and you may even need a office assistant and furniture, website and stationery and so on. And if you need startup financing, you also might want to consider some of the different sources like uh, equity or bank loans and small business loans. So uh, make sure you make the step to at least keep your startup cost to a minimum, understanding that you've already done the research and what's required and needed of you in terms of licensing. Another essential point is just to take home really in your brain to start developing an infrastructure that works for you. While the type of infrastructure may vary across different specialties, such as uh, in nurse practitioner, building a suitable one is going to significantly help your business. Because let's take an example. You might need an accountant or a competent biller or an attorney. And these are preferable because they have a deeper understanding of your practice or someone that you have, you know, maybe even worked with before. You need to carry those people along. So uh, that's very important as well. Now, things are going to get juicy here. The next thing I'm going to recommend is find a mentor. Yes, you heard me because there are times that you're going to excel on your own but that might get pretty tricky, especially if you don't pick the right people for advice. You wanna have someone who'll explain any business matters and also assist you in avoiding whatever pitfalls that you may encounter, right? So that mentor and the best mentor, it can be somebody that you share the same area of specialization in and be sure to make sure that you compensate them or share how much you appreciate them for their valuable counsel. Now, Martha Clay, we talked about her a little earlier. Her mentor is this out-of-state nurse practitioner who also specializes in the very same thing, and that's continence management. So it doesn't have to be somebody that you can necessarily touch to go and see and talk with. And nowadays with um, Zoom and um, all the different things, hangouts and so forth that you can utilize, 
Uh, it's very easy to hop on a quick call or video chat with somebody. The next thing is just to get over obstacles. The whole concept of being a nurse practitioner is how it's just somehow misunderstood by many physicians and patients and even billing companies or insurers. And I'm not really sure why, but I, I, I need to emphasize how starting your business can be a nightmare. Um, I don't need to tell you that, I don't think so, but I do want you to write out whatever rough spots and get over the obstacles that might get you down. It's no different than working a shift that was just absolutely horrible. Uh, you have to bounce back. You can't just say, no, I'm not gonna go back tomorrow. We know that the next day is going to be better. So the last thing is to just determine your destiny. I think if you have that goal in mind, and we know undoubtedly this is a dream for any nurse to work for themselves. So starting your business is in every way determining your future. Make sure you visualize that and you have it written down. You get to choose your schedule. You get to choose your income. You get to choose how much you charge each patient. You even get to decide how much time you want to spend with each patient. Make sure you have that down. Even if you don't have a business plan, I am more favorable in terms of uh, project plans and a business plan. But again, if you're looking at funding uh, from a bank or source in that nature, you might have to have one, but a project plan. Break it down and simplify each thing that you have to do and set it up as if it's a project all in its own. All in all though, you have to be willing to put in the work to make that happen. Hopefully you guys liked today's episode. My goal is to be of help to you in making even the slightest change in your life through this podcast. And if that happens, then that's achievement enough for me. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Make sure you don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That's very important. And also connect with me on my social media pages. And if you want to know more about me, please visit thenetworknurse.com. Now, there's always three things that you need to do in between now and the next episode. One, don't forget to share it with your friends and family. Two, know when the next episode will be. And number three, win your day. And if you want to know more about me, please visit thenetworknurse.com.